Hey there, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. In today's episode, we are going to dive into a super inspiring journey of entrepreneurship and really look at one industry leader's purpose in her work within the beauty industry. Crystal L is joining me as my guest today. She is the founder of All Hair Academy, and I have been a member of her mastermind called the Beauty Collective. Crystal is committed to showing hairstylists and beauty industry professionals how to build inclusive and scalable businesses. She is an absolute systems expert. She really knows so much about how to start and grow a profitable business. And Crystal is also one of the most inspiring, motivating, and real people that I've had the pleasure of connecting with in this industry. Crystal has recently done something outside of a lot of our comfort zone within the industry, and that is entering a pitch competition to get started in the tech space. Whether you have any inclination to start your own business within or outside of the beauty industry, Crystal's story is bound to inspire your next step. So let's get into it. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi there. Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Today, I have a returning guest who has been up to some really cool things in our industry. And I think it's so important to spotlight what is possible when you really look and think outside the box in your career as a beauty professional. So let's welcome Crystal back to the show. Thank you so much for being here, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always super excited to talk to you and catch up and be a part of your community. I am so grateful to you for making the time to be here. Crystal and I were chatting for a really long time before we hit record, and I cannot wait to share some of the things that you've been up to. So for anyone who maybe didn't listen to the last episode that you were on, just give a quick introduction of who you are, what you do within our industry. Absolutely. So I go by Crystal L on all platforms. I am the founder of All Hair Academy, and it's a community for hairstylists where the goal is to enable owners to make and start scalable, profitable, inclusive beauty businesses while slaying in the process. I have been in the industry at this point for 14 years. My mom told me I'd be a hairdresser at 15, and I told her she was a damn lie. And here (laughs) I am 14 years later, and this is truly my purpose and my passion. My goal in the world is just to help people find space in places where they feel like they belong. And yeah, I'm a mom of three and a new founder of a tech company. So that's the long short of it. Let's get into what you're up to because I was watching 
on Instagram. I was following along as you were taking part in a pitch contest. That would be the the right way to describe it, right? Can you tell us a little bit about how this came to be? How did you, number one, have this idea for the the business that you pitched? And what was that experience like? Because I think this is something that is really outside of the realm of what we typically do as beauty business owners in our behind the chair businesses, right? So what did that process look like? And how did the beginning of that happen? Absolutely. So the beginning happened almost like the beginning of every single part of my beauty career. From the beginning where a salon was gifted to me, and that's how I got into this industry, to things, just doors being opened for me, even when I didn't know that I needed to walk through them. So with this, in this particular case, I had lunch with a friend of mine and we were just catching up about what was going on, what I saw next, what was, what I was doing. And so we're at lunch and I'm telling her, I'm like, I'm super excited that All Hair Academy is doing absolutely amazing. I've been thinking about like next steps. And I was like, you know, the big thing is that I just keep hearing the same stories over and over again about not really understanding how to start and scale a business. And I know for me, that has to deal with systems. And I'll be honest with you, Jody. There was you, there was this huge aha moment when I was actually with you all in Dallas. When we were in Dallas at the summit, every speaker, you all were my friends and you all were all of their speaking. And every time you were like, and if you want a system, then Crystal's your person. <laughs> if you want a system, then Crystal's your And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm the systems person. (laughs) And I remember one of the other speakers who I had not met before, she came up to me after and she was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to hear you speak on systems tomorrow. And I was like, yep, don't speak on systems. And she talked about inclusivity. And that (laughs) just got my wheels turning that like really systems are my passion Mm -hmm. and inclusivity is just who I am. And so no matter what I do, inclusivity was always weaved in that, even when it came to systems and systems were why I was successful and Mm -hmm. systems are the biggest reason why most hairstylist salon owners uh, fail in a way. Mm -hmm. And when I say fail, I don't mean fail like they close their doors, but fail to build profitable business that they understand that they can scale and or be able to retire from. A lot of salon owners, what I would do in my assessment is I would say to them, you know, what's your exit plan? And they would like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, when you you can't do hair anymore, when you don't want to do hair anymore, what are you going to do? And they're like, well, I'm just going to close. And I'm like, you're just going to close your doors, right? So I feel like no one in our industry really talks about what happens when you're not, when you're ready to leave the behind the chair business. Right. So I was telling my friend this and I was like, so I feel like if I could create an all-in-one solution that helps salon owners start and scale and then understand their profit margin, understand the inclusivity, understand how to build businesses that they can actually retire, sell, you know, and all the things and have fun while doing it. And she was like, oh, you should pitch at Startup Weekend. And I was like, well, what am I pitching? She was like that. She was like, it sounds like that would be some sort of tool. And I was like, well, yeah, they would need to to run the business in one place. They would need somewhere they could log into. It would help with their marketing, their branding, their client education, team education, operations, technique, leadership, like all the things. Mm-hmm. And it could be in one place. And then and there would be some sort of e-learning platform associated with it. So 
she was like, yeah, you should definitely pitch a startup weekend. So I was like, well, what is startup weekend? And so basically startup weekend is where Silicon Valley comes to Missouri and people pitch a tech idea. And that's as far as she explained it to me. And that's as far as I knew. And I knew there was some prize money at the end. And I really didn't do any other research. And what's funny is you have to have a ticket to pitch. So I go online and get a ticket. All the tickets are sold out. My friend wasn't planning on pitching, but she had a pitcher ticket. So she emailed the guy. His name is Brett that runs Startup Weekend. And Brett was like, oh, yeah, you can gift her your ticket. So he gifted the ticket to me. Now, what's funny is I've never done a pitch competition. Didn't even know anything about it. You have... 60 seconds to pitch to get into the competition. So this was on Wednesday afternoon. Pitch competition was Friday evening. So that friend, her name is Wendy, and then another girl named, a friend named Brandy, and then another girl named Erica, which are all entrepreneurs in my city. They Mm -hmm. met me for tacos an hour before the pitch competition and helped me boil down the pitch. And because I know our industry and I know our needs, that part wasn't hard. I just needed to know how to frame it to be 60 seconds because I talk a lot. Right. So fast forward, I go. There's about 140 participants and people in the audience. So basically, each participant gets 60 seconds to pitch their idea. And after that, we're all given like this piece of I would say like a whiteboard it's like a piece of paper and then you put your name on it and then it's pasted to a wall and then pretty much 15 minutes after all the pitches are over people go around and put a sticky note on the people that they as their vote so probably honestly maybe like three minutes in my maybe five minutes in my board was completely covered Wow. And they came and took my board. And the photographer, I remember him saying, will you stand there and take a picture? And I did. And and I was like, why? He was like, well, I mean, you're obviously in. Look around. So (laughs) I was in. So 12 teams are selected. And what's super cool and phenomenal to me about about humans is basically 12 teams are selected. And I remember my friends telling me, you need to get a developer. And I was like, okay, cool. So as I'm waiting around, this girl comes up to me. Her name is Callie. And she's like talking and asking me all these questions about my idea. I'm like, who is this girl? Why is she asking me all these damn questions? You know, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, blah, blah. And at the end, she's like, okay, well, I'm a developer and I would love to work for you if you get in. Because at this point, and I was like, okay, cool. And so several other people came up. So what happens is once they form the 12 teams, the audience then disperses and they go on team so you're basically on now on a team with people you don't know and you're building a prototype for your idea in 72 hours wow no pressure then (laughs) no pressure yep and you pretty much work around the clock and you work around the clock and then you present on so this was friday night we presented on sunday at four and i had two of two and a half of my really good friends. One of them was there half the time. And then one, two, three, four, five, six strangers on my team. And so these people pretty much donated 72 hours of their lives to help me build a prototype of of my dream, right? And so again, in my mind this whole time, I just think that I'm going to win prize money. That's it. And so startup day comes. The people who are our judges are... Wade, which Wade is the founder of Zapier. Oh, wow. Um, Zapier is actually a unicorn tech company, which means that it hit a billion dollars. 
Whitman Share, which is also a unicorn tech company. Story Up, which is a tech company that is VR. And what's funny about Story Up is our salon has actually been using Story Up for about four years inside of our guest experience. So when people come into the salon, they actually can take a trip wherever inside wow. the VR during the dryer or with their color processes. So I was, I've been an affiliate for them for almost three, maybe four years. And then a woman named Kelsey who owns a PR firm. Right. So they were the judges. So we pitch, we have, we get a five minute pitch. We pitch and then they come back out and select a winner. I won first place. And what was super cool later that I found out is like all the judges was like, it was unanimous. Like you were hands down, like the winner by far. And what's super funny is, so then they have this big party celebration, right? They, everybody, because people are coming from all over the country and we go to the party and I'm like kicking it with my team, you know, all the things. And this guy comes up to me, his name's David. And he goes, hey, I'm David. I'm like, cool, David. And I'm meeting a bunch of people at this point, right? Everybody wants to talk right. to you because you're the winner. And David's like, hey, I'm like, okay, cool. Nice to meet you. Were you at Startup Weekend? He was like, yeah, but I'm actually your lawyer. And I was like, oh, no, David, you're not my lawyer. Like, my, yeah. my, my lawyer's name is Chris, yeah. you know? And I, and I just, because I've always had a contract lawyer. I'm just big on contracts. Right. And he was like, no, 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 no. The lawyer for your tech company. Like, I'll make your tech company. And I was like... Dude, what tech company? And he was like, the one that you will build from your idea. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't say, I didn't say anything else. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And then he was like, yep, yeah, we actually just finished like a couple of like a, a funding round for the guy who had won the year before. His name was Nick. And what's really cool about Nick, Nick is like me. So Nick is what's considered a non-tech founder. So basically... Mm -hmm. We are founders of tech companies, but we are not technical. We don't have a technical background. Okay. But Nick was all, he was like me. He was in the proper, he was a, a serial investor in properties. He had all, he was like 26 at the time, owned over 72 properties, but struggled with property management. So he created an all-in-one property management system that had technology built in it, real time, like all of these things. So he was like, he's been a good mentor and friend because he could you know he's a year ahead of me I think their company is evaluated now at about 40 million so yeah so basically from that point on the next day I was like okay let me go read this thing so you get an opportunity to start the tech company if you want to you enter into an accelerator which is like a 12-week program to accelerate you to be around other founders. So right now I'm inside of Accelerator with about seven other founders from across the world, one of which is in our beauty industry space, creating something else. Like she created something else. Wow. She was on Forbes 30 under 30. She's an amazing human. She's actually out of the UK. We're not allowed to like disclose. Also woman of color, which I think is super dope. And so there are, yeah, seven other founders doing exactly what I'm doing, but in all different stages. And then we just are in a community together and so at this point, May 1 of 2023, All Hair Academy Tech was founded. And what's really cool is they evaluate your idea. They evaluated my idea pretty high. And then from that, you're able to take investments or you can bootstrap like you would your normal business. And right now we're in the process of creating a minimum viable product. So it'll be the first thing that we bring to market. It's been super awesome because some of the amazing people that have been a part of the Beauty Collective and others who are not, but
but I find them amazing in our beauty spaces, have participated in focus groups. So yeah, that is the cool part about the tech company. And really, basically what will happen is All Hair Academy will continue to be like the community. And then we will continue to have a mastermind that right now is known as the Beauty Collective. I don't know that it'll all always be called the Beauty Collective, honestly. And then there will be a operating tool. And so basically this operating tool is a all-in-one salon management and e-learning platform that enables salon owners to start and scale a profitable and inclusive business. And it's basically for salon owners seeking a one-stop shop that addresses their business needs, financial prospects, employee onboarding, and it's an alternative solution to like franchising. It's way more affordable. And the goal for me is for, for these salon owners to maintain brand autonomy. So you're not, you're, when you come on with us, you don't have to be a part of a specific brand, right? It's almost like you just get the certification that you're all hair academy salon. These are the things that we uphold when it comes around inclusivity and and how we how we teach to be profitable. Yeah. So that's that is All Hair Academy in a nutshell. Oh my goodness, Crystal, this is so exciting and this is the first, I mean, for anyone listening, this is also the first time that I'm hearing fully all of the details. And so my reaction real time is just that I think this is so needed and I love how you said that this is going to be something that salon owners can really almost it's almost like plug into their business right so yep yeah and then one of the other things that stuck out to me just right at the end there was when you said that they will be able to say we're an all hair academy certified salon because you and I've talked about this before but the importance of leading with your values as a salon as a beauty business and from a branding perspective and I think that being a part of something like what you're creating is going to be such a beautiful way for salons to really say, you know, this is our mission. This is what we believe and, and really lead with that in terms of what they're creating with their businesses. So this is so exciting. Thank you. It is. It's been, it's been super exciting. So I'm so curious, like what was going through your mind? Because I'd imagine that during the process, you're probably very much just going through the motions, trying to get things done. I imagine that was a very intense period of time. Once you got time to kind of decompress from that, what was going through your head when you realized like, wow, I just started a tech company. Like this is happening. Really? I'm still not decompressed. Fair. (laughs) I I really feel like I've been listening to Tabitha Brown and I feel like when you walk in your purpose, things just seem easy. And not that you don't have to do the work, right? Not that you don't have to put the effort forth, but it's just easy. So this has actually been a very easy, fun experience for me so far. What I will say is like, it's also been like the first time you pick up your shears and the first time someone sits in your chair and the first time you cut a mannequin head, it is also, it can be overwhelming when you've been doing what you know how to do and you're really good at for 14 years. And you're now stepping into a space where the verbiage you don't understand, the words you don't understand, the processes you don't understand. And then you're forced to lean into experts who have done this before. So I have to lean into something that I I value so much. 
which is community. And I have been blessed with an amazing group of advisors from someone who started JavaScript and one of the original people of Google, all the way to Zapier being one of the founders of the of Startup Weekend to Equipment Share. And so what's cool about that is Columbia, Missouri has produced in the last five years two unicorn companies, and that doesn't wow. happen very often. So Wade from Zapier is from where I'm from. Yeah. So when you, so that part makes it like, if you've seen someone do it, then you know you can do it. And then if you have that community support and you know that they have your best interest, the ethics are in line with yours, it makes it a lot easier to lean into that. So I, it, um, it goes back to just like the beauty industry. If you're new in the game, if you are thinking about stepping out into being an owner, if you're thinking about stepping out into being an educator, we're not, you're not going to necessarily know how to do the things, but build community and then find the people that the alignment and the ethics are, are where you are and, and listen. And, and that's, that's all I can do right now. And, and I hate reading books. But I have read quite a few audiobooks. I've listened to quite a few audiobooks about around like venture capitalists and like funding rounds. And yeah, so at this point, we've built out an amazing team and they have something called a runway. So it's basically you decide what you're going to do for the next 24 months and how much money you need to do it. And it's crazy. Like, I think our runway is like a half a million dollars. Wow. What's been also cool is I have people knocking down my door to be a part of and to want to invest in this because there's nothing like it on the market. So, yeah. And I can't wait. Like, I mean, and it'll come out in the beauty industry in September. So it's going to be super cool to come out in September and and for my friends to have an opportunity to play with. And when it comes out, like this is the thing about tech companies, like a very small portion, very tiny, I would say. Right. 2% of the 100% of what we're making will come out and we will build on top of that. But the first thing that we are doing is something that I think so many people need. I don't know that I can share it right now, but yeah. I love this. And when you were talking about how, you know, some of these founders were from the city that you're from, that is such a full circle for this conversation because before I was telling Crystal that one of the main reasons, aside obviously from the fact that I think you're wonderful, inspiring, and I would have you on the podcast whenever, was one of the things that I really wanted to bring you on for was to really spotlight what's possible in our industry. And so I love that you said that having these founders from where you're from, it just kind of opens your eyes to what's possible and what you can create, you know, when you see people that have things in common with you doing them. So I think that honestly, is what you are doing for a lot of our industry now is showing them what is possible and what you can create. And, you know, a hairstylist can do anything. And I think that's something that's so incredible and one of the best things about where our industry is at right now. So thank you for doing that and shining that light. Absolutely. And it's funny because like I said, in the beginning of my story, my mom told me I would be a hairdresser at 15. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yep, nope. But I had only seen like one particular business model, right? right? And then I remember like how I got into hair is I had a really good friend who was a hairstylist and she was an educator for a big beauty brand that still exists. And it was like one of the only brands. They've been ammonia free at this point, I would probably say almost 35, 40 years probably. Wow. An ammonia free brand. 
And she was an educator for there. And she was going to the Las Vegas hair show. And she was like, you want to go to this hair show? And I was not interested in hair at all. But I was like, girl, yeah, I want to go to Vegas. <laughs> well, we go to the we go to the hair show and I'm following her around and she's backstage prepping. And then she did a competition. And then on the other side was like skin and nails. So I walked around there and I was like, oh, my God, like all of these things are possible in the beauty industry. Like you can do more than just stand behind the chair for 10 hours a day. And I was like, OK. Mm-hmm. So I got a little curious and then we went to the Chicago hair show and I was like, oh my God. And then I met like a massage therapist and makeup artist at the hair show. And then she was that night doing massage and makeup for Ice Cube at the BB Kings on in wow. in Times Square. And she we made we became really good friends. She was like, Y'all wanna come? So then we had to go. And I was like, oh man, like this is what it's like to be like. A celebrity in the beauty space, right? Working with celebrities, you get to... So that at that moment was like, oh, man, you don't have to be this one thing. You can be, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. the possibilities are endless. And even even before doing the tech company, last year I had the pleasure of working with a tech startup founding company called Crown Hunt. And they literally found me on Instagram and hired, they they were hiring me to do a class on inclusivity and how to make sure that your brand is inclusive. Mm -hmm. And once I talked to them, they called me back like a week later and they were like, would you be interested in doing business development? And I was like, well, what does that mean? And they were like, we would love for you to go out into the industry and find stylists to put educational resources on our platform. And so I spent from August of 2022 to January of 23 doing that. And I got to learn a lot from another black tech founder. Right. And not knowing that like that friendship would develop into not knowing that job would develop into a friendship, but now it develops into someone that I can talk to because she's done this. Right. So again, in our industry, the possibilities are endless. And if there's not a job there, make a job. With all here, yes. me, I made that because I felt like it was something that was needed. Mm-hmm. I felt like there wasn't, a, there wasn't out of all of the business coaching, there was not a program that was literally, the goal was to make people feel seen, heard, and safe in the yeah. spaces that they occupy, whether they were the stylist or the client. So yeah. we can be and do whatever we want. Oh, I love that so much. And I just connected with Crown Hunt. I think what they're doing is incredible. So I love that you were a part of that. That's so cool. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. This has been such an amazing conversation. I always feel so inspired after I talk to you. And I just think that you are such a great example of someone who is so rooted in their purpose and so impactful because of that. So thank you again for being that beacon, showing what's possible, and also being such a shining example of being a purpose-led business owner. I'm really, really grateful to you for coming on and sharing. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and sharing your space and your community with me. I'm always grateful to talk to you and I love our friendship and I'm just happy to have you as a part of my community and just to truly call a real friend. So thank you. Well, the feeling is so mutual, Crystal. Where can my listeners go to find out more about you? I'm going to pop the links to your social media, your website, all the things in the show notes. But if you just want to let my listeners know, where can they go to connect with you? 
Absolutely. So you can find me on every single platform and it's All Hair Academy. So it's All Hair Academy on Instagram, allhairacademy.com on the web, All Hair Academy on LinkedIn, All Hair Academy on YouTube. So if you want to hang out with me and the community, you can come hang out in All Hair Academy. And we have a free Facebook community where we share insights, tips, resources, and community all around profitability, scalability, and inclusivity. Beautiful. Till next time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.